Hello, everybody, and welcome to Asynchronous, a video game catch-up show. My name is AJ. My name is Kim. And then when I said my name, I slammed my fist on my desk, so that's going to be great for me to edit out. Um, <laughs> welcome back to Season 7 of Asynchronous. Six? I thought, isn't this six? Is this 6 or 7? This I is 6, checked. Synchronous is 5. So this is season six. All right. This is season six. Welcome back to season six of (laughs) Asynchronous. Delighted to be back. We're talking about Mass Effect again. Surprise. Uh, Thank God. We're going to be playing through Mass Effect 3 for the length of this season. And Mm -hmm. I am just so excited. I'm Um, so excited for you. Yeah. Uh, We'll get more into that in a moment. But also today on the show, we've got two very special guests, uh, Adam and Trout. From Trixie Wizard, uh, creators of the upcoming card game Witchy Cakes and just all around wonderful artists and people. Uh, welcome to the show, you two. Welcome, friends. Start me on my blushy old back foot from the beginning. How dare you? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Hi, I'm Trout. I'm Adam. We um, are pretty amazingly pumped to be here. Mostly I'm just moth to a flame drawn to whenever people are talking about Mass Effect. I'm not actually sure if you invited me or if I just kind of warped in here. <laughs> yeah. It's a tingle at the base of the you skull. Kind of, you yeah. were already in the call when we showed up. It I was... started this call, AJ. I invited oh, you. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're so excited to have uh, you both here today to, to talk about the game because I know that you're huge fans. You're constantly putting on Twitter that you've like, I've started another run. <laughs> it's like, um, I love to see my it. people. People yeah. are beginning to talk. That's true. Yeah. Those are cries for help. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get into the Mass Effect of it all, do you guys want to give us a little rundown of your your new upcoming card game that at the time of release of this episode will have six days left on Kickstarter? There will be a link in the show notes. But please tell us tell us what is Witchy Cakes? I would love to talk about this. Witchy Cakes is a um, we call it a towering game of cakes and chaos. You play as um, a coven of witches. You can choose one from sixteen. There are also some special extra cards that guest artists did that are so good. But basically, you pick a coven. And then the object is to stack the tallest cake you can by matching different colors together or shapes together. Kind of think of it like Uno, but moving vertically. And you can also match colors on other witches' cakes. And if you do that, you can throw cake and knock their cake over. So it's fast, it's cutthroat, it's whimsical, and you're testing the boundaries of your friendship and mutual trust. It's great. <laughs> Love games that encourage me to hate my friends. <laughs> You know, same, same. Also, I mean, for me, um, party games are tough for me. Sometimes I get overwhelmed, but this is a great mm. uh, game that you can learn in five minutes. Ages eight and up are kind of good to go on it. So it's a really fun, approachable game to play with family or friends who've maybe had a little too much to drink and don't know how to <laughs> learn the rules to something a little more complicated. <laughs> my biggest issue is trying to teach my, like <laughs> having a hangout with friends and then realizing, oh no, we're all now uh, too gone to for me to teach a 20 page instruction manual. Mm-hmm. Of the game. Yeah, this sounds huh. very much up my alley because I'm always uh-huh. that friend who's like, I don't want to <laughs> learn anything complicated tonight. Yeah, thank So um, I'm so excited for Witchy Cakes. It's yeah. so cute. The art is fantastic. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, and no, this is something we've been working on with uh, our good, good friends over at Mage Hand Press since like 2019. It's just kind of been like bubbling, mm. uh, you know, in the cauldron. And no, like a cauldron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, but we we had so much fun making the art. Uh, and it's, it's so surreal that it's actually like happening now and people know about it yeah. and have played it. And 
Uh, and I have played a card game that we made, and it's insane. It's insane, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, so the, that link will be in uh, the show notes for, for the mm-hmm. Kickstarter. Um, some very fun stretch goals for that, too. So yeah, hope folks will, will take a look. Yeah, check it out if you like games. And or witches. Fun. And or witches or fun. Or yeah. if you like me. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> cool. And it's fully funded currently, which is great. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, obviously, uh, more money helps with stretch goals and just, you know, making things like that more sustainable. So get down to that link in the show notes. So before we get into talking about the game one more time, Kim, it's a new season. We've got some guests on today. Mm-hmm. You've had a lot of time to noodle on the bullshit. I sure have. Um, that didn't stop me from saving a lot of it for this morning. But um, <laughs> in honor of Witchy Cakes, this is... The Mass Effect squad mates as cakes. As cakes. Yeah, as cakes. I thought about doing favorite cakes, Mm -hmm. but then I decided to do as cakes, sort of in the uh, pasta shapes tradition. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) uh, So we're doing all of the Mass Effect 1 squad mates, all the Mass Effect 2 squad mates, and our newest edition, James. (laughs) Oh... Mm. So. It's okay. He's the only one you get in Mass Effect Three, right, Kim? Right. He's yeah. The only yeah. addition to the franchise. You only. You only get James. <laughs> James is all you need. <laughs> well, you can't Look stand side by side, abreast, yeah. to go through a door. You can only fit James <laughs> in the Normandy. James yeah. actually takes up two squad spots when you go out on missions. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. He's. You can only fit him in the seats in the shuttle. That's true. Um. <laughs> so you know, we'll, we'll let's let's just start there um (laughs) james james vega james is a flourless chocolate cake because he is so thick Mm -hmm. um there's also Mm -hmm. something to be said for like the game is really invested in james very early on in a way that it assumes that you've seen the cartoon about james that i assume most people did not um i haven't but someday so yeah you know how like you get a flowerless chocolate cake and like it's so rich and after a while you're like i'm good like i don't need any more of this but there's still somehow more of it that's james i actually really like james but um my first few playthroughs um he was not my favorite he's really grown on me though he's a lot yes yeah Yeah. any thoughts comments concerns um much like the density of a flourless chocolate cake i think that's why james is kept in the cargo bay as a natural ballast (laughs) (laughs) that makes perfect sense yeah (laughs) doing constant (laughs) chin-ups just as the ship is taking fire he runs to different sides to make it even out again right (laughs) god i do think also the look of kind of a flourless chocolate cake is also akin to the look of James. Not not in just the like it looks, you know, hefty and dense, mm-hmm. whatever, but it, it's like it's it's intriguing at first. You're like, this is I can tell it's a cake, but there's something about it, you know, <laughs> and then you start eating it and it's like, oh, there is something here. It's great. I love it. And then it can quickly become too much when mm-hmm. he says Lola or uh <laughs> Just out of nowhere, it's like, this is loco. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for bridging both the Lola and, and the this is loco gaps, because I didn't want to be the first one to bring it up. So I was, Yeah, I was I was vibrating in my seat. Right? Like, am I going to be the one to have to broach the Lola conversation? Or <laughs> It's the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. 
it's, uh, it's the Lola in the cargo bay. Yeah, this the Spanglish go. is. Uh, we can we can speak on that more later, but the Spanglish is um, an interesting choice. <laughs> Next up, we have Liara. For Liara, I'm going with a cheesecake, just a classic, beloved sweet treat um, that anyone can enjoy, unless they have. Unless they're lactose, lactose intolerant. intolerant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as a lactose intolerant person that loves cheesecake, uh, okay. I think this is also my relationship with Liara. <laughs> it's funny because I am a lactose tolerant person who doesn't like cheesecake, which is also my relationship mm. to Liara. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I think there are a lot of really cool Asari characters. I'm just mm-hmm. not a Liara fan. Wow. She is kind of she is kind of bland. A little bland. Honestly, That's why I yeah. notice I didn't say a flavored cheesecake. Yeah. No, okay. Good. <laughs> so I was going to say a like plain cheese. Yeah. <laughs> it's very much like a and there's always cheesecake. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Or cheesecake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just like the the plain option on the menu. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Next up for Morden, I am going with fruit cake. Uh, <laughs> It's sort of a love or hate thing. Okay. There's all kinds yeah. of little bits in there that you might not like. <laughs> the, the, more you, the more you bite into Morden, the more likely you will come across something objectionable. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, there's a little bit of the, the showmanship there. A cheese or a fruitcake is very colorful. Um, you know, and that's the <laughs> musical theater side. <laughs> okay yeah all right oh, i it. thought it was gonna be uh, the jenna page side silly me <laughs> god uh honestly i have no notes that is correct a home run it's yeah. perfect yeah fantastic samara i almost it was very difficult samara i almost didn't give a cake to because you just know that she's not touching sweets but because this is what cake are you rather than what cake do you like samara is a coffee cake sophisticated sort of practical a breakfast treat uh, alongside your morning cup of joe which i think in the did we not say in the um the breakfast episode that samara is just a cup of black coffee yeah i think samara is just a cup of black coffee. yeah so so this felt appropriate as well Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i feel something about it kind of being part of like a morning ritual you know samara loves rituals she loves rules uh (laughs) i think there is like a time and place to eat coffee cake Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Too much of it will kill you. <laughs> you, you will die, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and it does have a deep, dark secret within it. Um, and I can't tell you what it is. <laughs> the secret is streusel. Streusel time. That's what I was going to say, too. Yeah. No, I, I, I definitely get that for Samara, uh, who definitely follows, I would say, the Air Bud rules of sweets, which is that the code doesn't specify that you can't have coffee cake. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I do love that that idea. That it's like if the code doesn't specify, it's fair game, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and even if the code says like no desserts, it's like is coffee cake really a dessert? I don't know. I don't think it's so. a liminal space right there. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, true. It's whatever you want it to be. On the other end of the the spectrum, we have Morinth, um, who is a chocolate lava cake. The the vibe that I get from a chocolate lava cake is two people sitting across from a table together looking at a dessert <laughs> menu saying, let's be bad tonight. And that's all very Morris to me. Oh, man. <laughs> One saying, let's be bad tonight, where I should overindulge. The other saying, let's be bad tonight. I want to make your brain look like the inside of this cake. Right. <laughs> I would yes. like to murder you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> the first... 
the first time you just stick like a fork into a chocolate lava cake and it starts oozing out and it's, you can hear it in your mind going, tell me you want me. <laughs> tell me you'd kill for me. There is, there is like, Do you a, like expel 10 <laughs> really gets in your brain. Mm-hmm. There's a desperation to a chocolate lava cake. Like it's, it's just so much. It's, it's trying so hard. It's trying so hard. And I think the fact that a lot of the time they are so small, but they are so rich and dense that it's like hard to finish it. But as Adam said, it's like, finish me. (laughs) Keep eating me. I dare you. I dare Um, you. (laughs) I love a cake that makes you think that you're going to win right before it kills you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Like I've conquered this cake and you get that final bite in and you are done. Yeah. And once you have it, you if you are still alive, wish you hadn't done that. So. <laughs> I regret this. Yeah. <laughs> you are nailing this, Kim. I'm so glad you think so. This is transcendent. Like I truly like <laughs> you're you're not you're not like making this up. You're just revealing truths. Yes. <laughs> I'm so glad you feel that way. I, you know, some bullshit started as a title that was just like, I don't know, I just have some weird stuff to talk about today and has turned into like, it truly is just made up bullshit that comes out of my brain. And um, it's it's nice to to hear that it works somehow. Can I um, tell you something? I do have thoughts on what cake Miranda is, and I'm not going to say it. I'm just curious to see if we match when we get okay. there. I, I don't know if we will, because she's up next. Miranda is up next, and I don't believe that Miranda is a cake. <gasps> Miranda is a macaron. Okay. <laughs> very okay. difficult to make. Mm-hmm. Very like you have to be so specific. You have to get it exactly right. When you've got it right, it's fantastic. But you better know what the fuck you're doing. I, I want to hear your thoughts, Trout, because you look like you're really holding it in. Yes. No, I think you're it's exceptionally correct. And my take is that if Miranda need be a cake, mm-hmm. Miranda can't just be a chocolate cake. Miranda needs to be a red velvet cake, the extra uh, version of chocolate cake. Mm, it's okay. not just chocolate, but red. It's a little more special. We didn't just make mm. it with dairy. No, we put vinegar in it because, of course, <laughs> it's just a little sassier about it because it has to have a little tang to how perfect it is because it's so good at being cake. Yeah, it's a genetically engineered cake. Bridging the gap here, Miranda is a red velvet macaron. Yeah, there yes. Is. There it is. Perfection. Amazing. Um, uh, and let me let me just add that when you eat the macaron, you're like, this is great. You finish it. You're like, man, I wish there was more of this. Similar to how I felt about Miranda's story, which is like, oh, this is great. And then for the rest of the game, she's just like sitting at her desk. It's like, oh, OK, oh. I guess that's all we get from Miranda. You're more than your genetics. Thanks, I guess. Bye. <laughs> <Let's see ya. laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, really nothing to do after that first arc hurdle got cleared. No, yeah. it happened so early on. We have yeah. And it's like so good. Yeah, and, I know. and then it's just... Um, her counterpart, Jacob, is an ice cream cake. <laughs> Good while it lasts, but it will melt. <laughs> this is, I, again, I, I struggle to, to think of Jacob independent of the romance. Uh, <laughs> because once you learn about it, it's like impossible to ignore. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, it's with, with Jacob, you literally cannot have your cake and eat it too. And so the, an ice cream cake felt uh, appropriate. This is yeah. sublime. Yeah. Every, yeah. Every time I approach an ice cream cake, I feel like I can't be chill about it. Like when, when there is one, I do kind of saunter up to the table like, I just feel like maybe talking for a bit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> 
then, but then you come back later because you finally convince yourself you want cake, and you just look at it, and gravity's one mean mother, huh? Because it yeah mm. melted oh, on the table. I do, I do love that like whipped cream icing though that yeah. they put on on mm-hmm. ice cream cakes. It's good mm-hmm. stuff. Um, next up is Thane. This is who I designated as a red velvet. Interesting, um, okay. because when you first meet Thane, you're like. Okay, so he's an assassin. Yeah, I've 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 met this character before. Oh, he's religious. That's interesting. Oh, he's like a dad with like a really complicated. It's like the more you learn about Thane, the more like interesting he becomes. And that to mm-hmm. me is akin to slicing into a cake and realizing that it's red velvet. And you're like, oh, I thought this was just like a regular cake. But like there's something else going on here. Mm. Um, that's Thane to me. The kaleidoscope of perspective on red velvet. This was a beautiful thing that just happened for us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Truly. Yeah, this is good. Um, may I pitch an alt? Absolutely, you may. And I don't, I don't mean this as an insult. Oh, and boy. I'll, I'll get there in a moment. I think Thane is like the concept of like a dump cake. Do we all know what a dump cake is? It's I just heard of need, it. I need to... to be illuminated. Yeah. Everything goes in at once and then you, you, you dump it into a pan and you bake it there's like no science or math Here. behind it it's just a like a dump cake is an american dessert similar to a cobbler with a cake like topping it is so named because it is prepared by dumping ingredients typically canned fruit or pie filling followed by a box cake mix into a cake pan without mixing yeah proceed aj um yeah so i think <laughs> i think in that way thane is a dump cake because you see the top layer of a dump cake just kind of looks like a wet vanilla cake usually he use like a vanilla cake mix and then you get into it and you're like oh there's a lot of stuff in here actually i don't know how i feel about this and then you start eating it and you're like actually this fucking rules <laughs> this is so good and i want to eat this entire cake pan and that's that's it that's my pitch for thane being a dump cake i think that's great you took me on a journey there you said the words dump cake and i thought that we were gonna have to like like have fighting words i know well, that's why i had to start with this isn't meant as an offense because i do i do think like thane at first blush is like here's a humanoid looking alien with a gravelly voice cool and it's like all right but then it gets so much deeper than that there's such depth of flavor to thane there is there really (laughs) is i love that man i'm Um, like clamping my lips shut because if i start talking about that character i will not stop for the rest of the podcast (laughs) so (laughs) i do also love that you didn't even say if i start talking about thane you said if i start talking about that character (laughs) i can't even say his name would like (laughs) summon it out of you i've spent the length of our marriage trying to live up to that man (laughs) (laughs) you don't need to air my shit on the podcast adam And I'm sorry uh, to say the bar is really high. It's really high. No human's lips are that luscious. <laughs> and like perforated right down the middle. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the memory. Mm-hmm. How could you ever memory. live up to? Oh, man. Okay. <sighs> Moving on for the, the health of your marriage. Thank you. Zaid. Zaid um, is a carrot cake because of the old man energy. Oh, God. <laughs> That's like it's like really gristly and the most <laughs> rum raisin of a man. Yes, I yeah. thought about like a rum rum yeah. raisin, like the most upsettingly yeah. thick layer of cream cheese frosting on this dude. God, <laughs> Zaid Masani is one dollop of mincemeat on a plate, <laughs> <laughs> unseasoned. 
Oh my god. Zayed Masani is I love sh- Zayed. No, but, no. Yeah. He's <laughs> He's distressingly influential on me. You can always tell if Adam has been playing Mass Effect by does he pronounce it goddamn or goddam. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's a, he's a delight and deeply deeply depressed. Yeah, he has such swagger. Yeah, yeah. The more you talk to him in his quarters, the worse he gets. Though, like maybe like eating too much carrot cake or something because that, that guy's a monster yeah. actually he's yeah. a terrible mm-hmm. person yeah <sighs> yeah you see it and you're like oh, i don't know and then you take a bite and you're like oh yeah okay yeah and then you take another bite and you're like oh, oh actually i don't okay. know again just keep changing yeah. your opinion with each chew <laughs> yeah, yeah. Friends, every single yeah should we just do any of us actually like cake i'm just trying to <laughs> like yeah. kind of like, you have one bite <laughs> i love cake i do love cake i yeah. am and a I, for the record, I, I, I do love carrot cake <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm like the I favor the icing over the cake. I'm that person. Yeah. Um, But if there's if there's cake, I'm fucking excited. Mm -hmm. Speaking of cake, let's move on to our next one. Kasumi. Kasumi is a pineapple upside down cake to me. Um, Very fun. Kooky. Little sweet. Little tart. Um, Just a delight. I love her. That is the only cake I would describe as kooky. Yeah. When I see it at the buffet, it is like it's whispering back to me. Come back later. I'm sure we'll have more to talk about. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. Man. Now I'm just thinking about her. I'm just thinking about cake is what I'm thinking Next up, we have Grunt. Because he is our son, he is our child, he's our baby boy. Grunt Mm. is a funfetti cake. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Can he be a funfetti bunt? So he's a grunt bunt. Gr- yeah. Grunt well, now bunt. he yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> How uh-huh. can I say no to that? <laughs> whatever kind of cake grunt is, whatever shape you make it, he does have the big like uh, molded into the shape of a number candle on top of him, oh, for and sure. <laughs> and it is like two right mm-hmm. tops. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like he's two he, weeks. He's baby. Yeah. He is baby. Yeah. He's baby. Canonically baby. My baby. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of babies, no. Legion. (laughs) Um, Legion, that was a tough one. I ended up going with pound cake because he's just no frills. It's you can dress up a pound cake with whatever you want. um, But but it's itself very, very simple. Um, Not that I think Legion is simple by any means, but um, I don't know. Feels like pretty straightforward. Um, so, so they say what they mean. Could I express a counterpoint? Please do, oh, because please I'm do. so I'm clearly you can feel that I'm uncertain about this one, right? Legion, I've got, I've got one too. Yeah, Legion is a Terran share dessert bread because many pieces of one whole for the Geth Collective. Oh, I love that. See, I'll admit I was going to absolutely cheat the system here and break the rules and say that legion is not cake legion is dipping dots because there are 1183 active dots in this platform holy fucking shit yeah also it is the ice cream of the future yeah it is that's true that's (laughs) true these are both such great answers so much better than than pound cake i'm (laughs) thank god you guys are here yeah, I'm so I think, glad I we think... called you. <laughs> I feel like some portion of my brain has been trying to suss out the answer of like what dessert is Legion since mm-hmm. like 2013. And it's become it's it's just like awoken in this mm-hmm. call. And I want to thank you for helping that synthesis take place. <laughs> <laughs> those, those are great. I've been I was trying I've been trying to think of a dessert that is made up of like a bunch of of pieces that come together into like a, a cohesive whole that I think 
you both nailed it. Okay, so next up, I have our two favorite dextroamino acid-based friends. And in honor of their being dextro-based, they are also not cakes. Mm. They are pies. Oh, oh fun. Tali is an apple pie. Yeah. Yeah. Classic. What's mm-hmm. not to like? Sweet, little bit of spice, but just, mm-hmm. just perfect. No objections. No, no, yeah, so that's fantastic. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Exactly mm-hmm. correct. And um, Garrus is a lemon meringue pie. Sweet but tart. Especially thinking about the romance, there's like a little bit of fluff on top. You think it's 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 nothing mm. serious, light and airy, but then there's a whole lot of substance. And if you brulee the top, it gives it a carapace, which turns. Yes. So. yes. Oh my wow. god. Oh yes. Need the oh, brilliant, incredible chef's kiss. Yeah, I was I, I was <laughs> gonna say something like pavlova, which is also meringue topped. So yeah, locks mm. up. Yeah, I've been thinking about perfect. Who, I I knew somehow intuitively that lemon meringue was gonna come up at some point. <laughs> And I think Garrus is the perfect, uh, the perfect meringue. Mm-hmm. Next up is Rex, Devil's Food Cake. Yeah, rich, yeah. decadent storytelling on this boy. Yeah, I mean, no nuts. They, yeah, yeah, not, not much more to it than perfect that, right? Choice. Like, yeah, yeah, tasty. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then <laughs> counterpart to the Devil's Food Cake, we have an Angel Food Cake. That's Caden. Plain, it's plain. <laughs> Light Plain. Oh, okay. You could eat the entire cake in one bite, smashing yeah. it out. Big cake. I was, I was just about to do that. I'm so mad at you. <laughs> okay, Adam and I had a silent bet for which one of us would do our Caden Alenko impression first, and you lost. You yeah, lost did. the bet. Uh, I was supposed to turn down. <sighs> when you when you cut corners, uh, sometimes you end up in a romance, Shepherd. Uh, that's good. <laughs> That is good. Oh, I love Kate. Can I just say my biggest regret in this entire playthrough is not saving Caden because I only saved Ashley because I thought AJ Sorry. was going to save Caden. And now I am stuck with Yassified oh, Ashley. Oh, God. Yassified Ashley. No, but there. again, I have to. <laughs> there is no. That was such a reasonable assumption that AJ would have <laughs> saved Caden. There's no like I. This isn't your fault, Kim. It's okay. You can let you can you can let it go. This was like the final like straw of me realizing I cannot predict AJ. You 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 always keep me on my toes in in a good way. In this case, maybe not the best way, but most of the time in a fantastic way. Anyway, speaking of of her, for Ashley, I don't I don't know what kind of cake she is. But I do know she was made in a bakery owned by people who don't want to make wedding cakes for gay couples. There we go. That's all Damn. we need to know. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Ashley is a cake I would not like to try. I was going to say Ashley is one of those um, like Entenmann's prepackaged apple pies. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Made in America. Classic. <laughs> you can buy them in bulk. Like, I was going to say like something like a bulk, like a batch bake sheet cake or something. Yeah. Because there are yeah, yeah, something, because yeah, Ashley something has to a billion style. siblings. That's, so. exactly. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. And their, 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 yeah, their trait is that they are humans and American. <laughs> and American. What's the most nationalist cake you can possibly do? Yeah. Yeah. Ashley's like a box of little Debbie's. There, mm-hmm. Yes, there you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. And finally, just a little bonus. Mm. Joker's a cookie cake. Not quite a squad mate, yeah. so not quite a cake. Mm-hmm. But yeah, a, a little treat. Everybody loves to see a cookie Every cake. Every time. He's a little treat. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, but Kim, uh, what about Jenkins? What about Presley? <laughs> Jenkins is Jenkins is the cake at a party where you leave early, so you never get to try it. Mm. <laughs> and Presley is a cake you leave in the oven for too long, and then you're like, oh, oh okay, we're just going to toss that one out. It's just the yeah. way that in Mass Effect 2, everyone, like, when, when you ask how your crew did and did everyone else survive, everyone who talks about it is like, yeah, I mean, like, Presley didn't make it. Everyone else is fine. Like, it's... <laughs> <laughs> While we're talking about ancillary characters, mm-hmm. uh, I think Bailey is the, the a cake that you leave the party and then you go, wait, there was cake? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So that's, that's wow. the bullshit that killed a, an entire half hour. <laughs> you're welcome no other way beautiful amazing (laughs) now i guess we have to talk about the the video game huh the game i mean okay okay i guess i guess but first do we want to hear about Adam and Trout's uh, history? I, I do. I would love to. Just like a a, br- a, br- a brief, you know, when a you brief. first yeah, played it's it. Not and... a br- it's not a brief story. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to warn you right now. My story begins in the 14th century. Um, <laughs> no, I... <laughs> It was actually kind of like on accident. I was just like, I, I had no intention of, because I was not a Bioware fan prior to Mass Effect. Um, I actually went to like a, oh God, was this pre, was this Babbage's days? I don't know. I went to like, I went to a, uh, a not games, uh, GameStop store and picked up Devil May Cry 4 and then saw a used copy of Mass Effect. And I'm like, oh, why not? Uh, and <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, that the tables got turned on that one. Um, no. So I, I for the longest time was uh, I, I was that guy who said that Mass Effect 1 was my favorite one <laughs> because I needed to be contrarian about it or something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's OK, babe. We knew we knew. Yeah. But but um, I feel like, yeah, I. Yeah, I, I kind of like fell into it by accident. And then when we ended up living together, that's when you started playing the series. Oh, as no. Well, right. Mm-mm. No, no. I played <laughs> it in your parents' basement when your brother got sick of playing it. And I played oh, it when we were right. all sleeping. <laughs> and yeah, um, I first saw one of your roommates in college try to make Walt Disney Shepherd. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Oh, I'm oh yeah, Walt wow. Shepherd. Oh, God, that was. <laughs> yeah, Walt Shepherd. And then I played it at like over a holiday break once at your folks and then ended up getting my own copy. And it was like way early college. So I just had my grandma's old TV. So you couldn't even like read Perfect. any of the subtitles in the game. Or It was awful. Like the TV was not built for it. Real but, old CRT. Yeah. Like. But yeah, that wow. I I mean, I've probably played through the first one about twelve times. The <laughs> smaller numbers as we get further along, but I can't not start at the beginning. So I was gonna say, yeah, yeah you always start off at the top. Got always, to. always. Yeah. yeah, I tried once to start with Mass Effect Two, and nothing felt real. It was a sham. <laughs> it is if you, if you do that, it feels like you're in like a play or something. <laughs> it's like not real. Yeah, feels like Cerberus made up Shepard. If you did that, like they did. Oh my God. <laughs> Truly have never once in all that time saved Ashley. Just getting that out there now. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's part of why I did it this time. Yeah. I was like, I'm never going to do this again. I can't so. deny it. Yeah, I, I also don't believe I've ever saved Ashley. <laughs> all right, all right. Make you feel like a real shill for saving her my first playthrough. <laughs> Not a shill, no, no. You, you and Chase. Yeah. <laughs> Much as James Vega is a counterbalanced for the Normandy, you are you a go. ballast for this group. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, no, we've we've basically I think it's been like once 
once every year or two, we've kind of one or both of us have revisited the series um, mm. and played like yeah. I mean, you, Trout, you tend you tend to go infiltrator, right? That's the best class. It's the best class. But I just played <laughs> soldier for the first time and soldier was surprisingly fun. I wasn't mm. ready to have powers over time itself. And that was pretty cool. <laughs> that <laughs> adrenaline <laughs> rush ability is incredible. It's like the fact that I've played this game so much and didn't realize it had bullet time in it yeah. um, is insane to me. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I think, but yeah, my, as far as um, history goes, yeah, I, for, we didn't even mention this, Adam. A pre, the first big comic series we ever did was called Lord Nigel Montgomery Shepherd. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up because oh, I was meaning him. to and I forgot. Not wait, Yes, him. Yeah. Just that was like, Shepherd as the most posh, like, English gentleman, basically recontextualizing and just retranslating Mass Effect into British. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, Incredible. like what can I say except grad school was a dark time. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> what if someone who was like minimally legally distinct from Nigel Thornberry was Shepard? And mm-hmm. uh, yeah. kind of. <laughs> and then that, that, that was like that was back in like we posted it on like Deviant Art in 2013. Yeah, um, there are, I think four or five of those comics, and we did one for Mass Effect Andromeda too. <laughs> Just Wonderful. and then we realized we really didn't love Mass Effect Andromeda, so we didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, long and storied relationship with the series. Yeah. And ongoing toward love affair. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. I mean, that's part of the reason we wanted you on the show. You know. Two experts. Yeah, two experts is, is, <laughs> is how I think about it. Um, so. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to get Adam on the show because he's the only person who's ever played engineer. <laughs> uh, I think I played one engineer run. It yeah. was fine. And how many runs have you done now? Is this your third? Or you're you're concurrently doing two, right? You so have- yeah, I so I have one, two, and then um I was in the middle of Jeb Shepard's run. Yes. Jeb is my my himbo M Shep. Yes. Um which is so like those those voice lines really hit different when you imagine them coming from just like the dumbest man in the universe. You, I think that must um, help. Just like, yeah, he just like stumbles ass. Did you put the exclamation point on his name? Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Yes. Canonically, uh, Jeb put the exclamation point in there like as a joke when he was putting his name in, not realizing he could never change it again. Oh so his gosh. name in it, like all Alliance records as the exclamation point. That rocks. Jeb. Jeb. So then, yeah, I guess Jin would be. I I didn't finish Jeb. I think Jeb was in the in like the early stages to the middle of his Mass Effect three run. Mm. But yeah, so Jin will be my my fourth. Wow. Uh, and it's AJ's first. And it's my first. Yes. Uh, and speaking of that, <laughs> I think now right. it is time. Yeah. We right finally game. get into the beginning <laughs> of Mass Effect three. So the beginning of Mass Effect 3, uh, and I guess just right off the top, if you want to see my live reaction to the beginning of Mass Effect 3, there will be a link in the show notes to a stream that Kim and I did when we were in person together. (gasps) Um, A delightful time. A great stream. I rewatched it this morning, um, so I remembered what happened uh, Mm because that was almost three weeks ago at this point. But yeah, so uh, Mass Effect 3 begins on the planet Earth. Uh, Mm -hmm. We are. I've heard of it. (laughs) <laughs> been there once vancouver. or twice it's vancouver is that what it is i i, mm-hmm. I yeah. missed that that's funny yeah i i i love the the extremely like canadian centric idea that headquarters for the alliance is in vancouver yeah i love it totally <laughs> yeah the reapers uh, have a personal vendetta 
against mm-hmm. Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not it, it, they're second on the list below uh people from the UK. Mm-hmm. As we find out pretty shortly, um yeah. we are on mandatory leave Shepard is I'm on mandatory leave um because of the events of the arrival DLC in which you destroy an entire system of <laughs> Batarian planets. Um yeah. pretty fucked Did, up. Didn't check in with your government, didn't check in with their government, didn't bring anyone else on the mission, just There wasn't time, Trump. <laughs> you know, we all saved it for the end of the game. There was lots of time to check. There was lots of time to ask more about that. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No child, there was no time. Yeah. <laughs> I tried radioing them once. Like, hey, you might want to scoot your planet a little bit. Like, Wait, yeah. Shepard, was it set to AM or FM? Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I wrote in my notes here, uh, we're on mentor leave because of arrival and all the murder, which I think is pretty, you know. Uh, <laughs> it's fair. Yeah, so we meet up with Anderson... You know, we get kind of the rundown of like, you're on mandatory leave because of the arrival DLC. How's it been? And you're like, oh, it's been pretty normal. The first thing Anderson says is, hey, you haven't been working out enough, Shepard. Yeah, I was going to say, this, we start off immediately with some body shaming. Immediate like- fat shaming from Anderson, my dad, which um, is a little too close to home. <laughs> Oh my God. This is why Admiral Hackett is my dad, because Hackett lets me do crimes and then pretends he didn't say Yes, yes. Hackett's my uh, space crime true. dad. And he brings me good space candy. Yeah. Yeah, there's... It's also... We get a little bit at the beginning where... Um, we see like a alliance officials like in a war room mm-hmm. starting to freak out because they're they're beginning to lose contact with uh certain human colonies mm-hmm. which is the first indication that something is wrong mm-hmm. um but yeah anderson has like pulled you out of your your like little it, it, it's like a little apartment but it's also where you are under house arrest which i think is very funny You're grounded, um, really yeah and so he pulls you out of there i like to believe that the whole opening monologue and communications thing he does where he ends with god help us all is like right outside your room and then he just goes right in <laughs> just standing there <laughs> immediately just knocks on the door hold on <laughs> god help us all wait i have an idea um <laughs> speaking of so, god yeah <laughs> yeah so uh we make it to that alliance room and there everybody's freaking out and we see a uh transmission from a uk alliance base and it gets blown up supposedly i mean the 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 thing just cuts off you know after this guy's uh screaming and then we're like oh no i wonder what's happening and anderson's like is it the reapers and you're like fucking yeah man like what else would it be um and then surprise the reapers show up (laughs) Yeah. Your uh, incredulity was like wearing thin two days two, two games ago. We were sick of you asking yeah. if this could be the Reaper. Yes. Like, <laughs> literally. Well, and then immediately after they watch this transmission of like, oh, well, this is definitely the Reapers. They hear a sound that's like, wow, or whatever. Uh, and then they like stop and look out the window like, you know what you're going to see, gang. Right. <laughs> like, run. Um, but then the Reapers show up, begin shooting lasers. Uh, it is fucking wild. And uh, we get our movement tutorial via <laughs> via chasing Anderson through the wreckage uh, of this uh, alliance base. A few um, things I love as much as high step in Anderson when you hit the sprint button and his oh knees are up at his <laughs> clavicle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the run animations in this game are something. <laughs> but, but, they are really funny. Oh, man. Yeah. It's just like the fact that Anderson 
you're right. He's like he's he's weirdly still negging you this whole time, like, <laughs> like through the whole tutorial. Like yeah. this is not the time nor the place. And he's yeah. like, I forgot how to shoot. Have you? Like yes, like Anderson. Look, <laughs> look around you. Also, you're the one who grounded me. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, I'm uh, not James. <laughs> we can't all be James. We did. We did uh, yes. omit at the beginning we that did. you meet. You do meet James and. Um and I guess you do Ashley. run into <laughs> Ashley. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Trout and Adam, you've never had this experience running into a fully yassified Ashley Williams. Um Yeah. She's got a new hairstyle. She's not wearing the ponytail anymore. Mm-hmm. Her hair is down. Um she's got the lip fillers, she got the cheek fillers, she's in full makeup. Mm-hmm. Um this is a new Ashley is in town. It's almost like she, at least for for my playthrough is Jin having a romance turn and mm-hmm. one. It's almost like she like knew that Shep was here and that she might run into him at any Stop. moment. And so she's been like, like fixing herself up as like a, mm. yeah, there is a, a yeah, chair and a full makeup team just off camera that are like trying to get <laughs> she's got a whole so glam see. team with her. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I do want to say, I don't want to be the Ashley defender, but I really feel like this game did her dirty by like, making her over because like i think the vibe she gives off in one and the bit you see her in two are like really big soldier vibes you know she's mm-hmm. she's oh, yeah. doing the soldier thing and she doesn't have time for whatever but the fact that she shows up hair down and like glowing is like well what the fuck <laughs> you know like yeah, we, it doesn't it doesn't fit the character not at all, at all. and i really hate no, it and yeah. i ugh, yeah so that's that's all I'll say on the, yeah. on the defending Ashley front, I guess, for now. But but that's why my head canon is she's doing it because she she knows she might run into Jin and she wants to like get a little bit of revenge. Hate, you know, I hate that. <laughs> I really hate that. <laughs> um, as much objectionable stuff as there is in Ashley's history and story, mm. uh, the fact that she's like making herself over because like maybe she'll see her ex boyfriend is like uh. no, but but not in like a she wants to win him back way, more in like a revenge way. Yeah, I think the, both are really yeah. bad. Which I which I think is more more Ashley. The skin type blue jumpsuit is the Diana revenge dress for Ashley. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly, you get me. Yeah. So anyway, there are yes. reapers here. Yeah, there are reapers here. <laughs> right, of course. Yes. Um, God help us all. Ashley's here. The reapers are here. <laughs> Existential threat to uh, all of humanity. Yeah. and the galaxy. Uh, and also, the cannibals are here. Uh, we see a new enemy type, and they suck. They are horrifying, uh, and I did do some codex reading, Mm -hmm. uh, and they're called the cannibals because they will eat the corpses of other Reaper enemies uh, to then make themselves stronger. Uh, yeah, they're like, like put on armor plating if they do that uh-huh. like, gain arm. Oh, it's awful. Uh huh. Um, it's awful. Yeah, it's also uh-huh. like I think a little bit of a twist of the knife for Shepard specifically that the first Reapers you fight are Batarian like creatures. They're like yeah. from Batarians. It's like <laughs> you did this. You did this. You specifically yeah. did this. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, those things. Those things. Ooh, I hate them. Yeah, they are a sight to see. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we do some shooting. We rescue a guy. We. Uh, do some stuff we see a kid in a vent uh kid runs away and then uh we um yeah that uh, i'd like to please um uh highlight okay so you see this kid hiding in the vents Mm. and shepherd's like get out of the vents like (laughs) i will get you somewhere Mm -hmm. safe and the kid goes you can't help me and then uh disappears Mm -hmm. 
um spooky <laughs> um this is also a child that we saw at the very beginning of the game playing with a model normandy oh i didn't yes. block that yeah oh. it's like the very first shot in mm. in vancouver is like you see the normandy flying and you think it's like the normandy flying in and it zooms out and it's like this kid playing with a toy mm. and like shepherd is like watching them mm. some um, sort of poem and commentary about the the little ships against the face of god or i don't know it's kid <laughs> yeah probably yeah. <laughs> we are that kid you know we're just playing yeah. we're playing with a little uh normandy mm-hmm. that's how i feel on the the galaxy map at least i'm just spinning that it is very spinning that ship around. yeah it's it's like, just going wild yeah <laughs> <laughs> then unless kim there's anything before this um we make a call and we get an escape ship uh and we, the Normandy is it the Normandy show up right there? I think it's the Normandy. I think it's the Normandy. Normandy. Yeah, because up, because, yeah. because uh, Joker, you hear Joker. Oh, you know what? I'm um, yeah, okay. Say here comes the cavalry. Yes, because I clocked that line because I thought it was fun. Um, and like blow up some reapers or whatever. Um, or like some of the the cannibals yeah. or whatever. So you can just like hop on the ship. Yes. Cool. What moment. I was what I was thinking of what I was thinking of is after you get on the Normandy. Oh, Anderson's like, OK, I'm staying because I need to make sure everyone mm. gets rescued and stuff. Uh, go to the Citadel, get Alliance help uh, or sorry, get council help, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and then we see the kid again and we see two escape ships. Um, that's what I was thinking of. Uh, yeah. They begin to fly um, away. Can we, can we yeah. pause on the dialogue between Shepard and Anderson? Yeah, please. I, I love it very much. Anderson is like, I'm staying behind. You need to go to the Citadel, to the council. We, he says, we need every species and all their ships to have a chance of beating the Reapers. The Shep says, what if they don't listen? Anderson says, make them listen. Now go. That's an order. Mm. And Shep goes, I don't take orders from you anymore, remember? Mm. <laughs> Um, and uh anderson says then consider yourself reinstated so you're officially a commander again Mm -hmm. you're no longer officially grounded and i guess he throws you your dog tags which he just had on him yeah he is your dad i I mean like it's a sentimental thing like he took him out of the shadow box my dad took my dog tags away so i can't (laughs) sorry guys missions anymore it's it's that bit from the muppets 2011 where gonzo is like i've been wearing this under my suit for years every single day you know like like anderson's just been waiting for the opportunity to like have a moment where he tosses them back to you yeah yeah and so then we get maybe one of the coolest moments in a game period not just mass effect uh (laughs) the there's music happening because you're escaping and it's like kind of emotional because anderson's staying we see the kid again we know he's safe it's great cool uh kid gets on an escape ship and then the reapers show up and there's the the reaper bomb sound is introduced mm. into the, in the, the song diegetic Ooh. and then the banging on the door to tell the escape ships to go is also diegetic as like yeah. a you know oh my god oh, i missed that yeah, yeah it's, it's awesome. really good it's cut like just like a really good uh like a, like a really good movie trailer moment like it's all very yes. well synchronized audio uh. to visuals it's so good yeah uh so that'll be here because it fucking rocks sick
And the whole time, as cool as it is, that beautiful moment, the whole time I'm thinking, hey, kid, guess Shep could have helped you. <laughs> on that one. Yeah. Shit. Can you imagine if there had just been a kid on a the kid one? crewmate? Dude, that would have been oh such a weird vibe. Big yeah. three houses vibes. Uh, child <laughs> soldiers. <Yep. laughs> oh, God. For some reason, I just thought like, I, the only one I can think of was Cyril in that moment. Like, I was just gonna, can you imagine yes. just having Cyril <laughs> on the Normandy? Cyril uh-huh. vibes, yeah. Never uh-huh. mind, I'm all set yeah. without the child. Forget it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the ships take off and they get destroyed by a Reaper. Uh, midair midair and then the normandy takes off and then that's the opening of the video game <laughs> and yeah who absolutely <sighs> buck wild opening i think it is like so strong i think it's awesome mm-hmm. i think it is, illustrates the i mean we already knew the reapers were a huge threat but i think mm-hmm. seeing multiple of them seeing them just like show up and immediately wreck shit is an amazing illustration of their I guess power, mm-hmm. and I, it was great. I loved it. I loved it so There's much. There's just never been a bad Mass Effect opening. Bioware just really knows how to like punch really you in do. the gut every yeah, single game. They do. And with Mass yeah. Effect 3 in particular, I find myself loving that opening more every time I play it. I remember my first mm-hmm. playthrough of 3, I thought it was like Oh, we're just it's it's happening very quickly. I almost thought it was like almost rushed. Yeah. Um, but once you understand that like once you get even the tiniest bit more context and you're like, no, all the Reapers specifically put the brunt of their force on earth immediately it was like a right. shock maneuver um so yeah it's supposed to feel like very sudden mm-hmm. yeah and and also like just from a more like just mechanical point of view like i think it's just mm-hmm. it's like a fine cute little tutorial like i actually really like the bit where like the husk is breaking through the door and it's like hold down the melee button and do a big mm-hmm. big blasto uh, yeah like it was yeah <laughs> No, I, I, I totally agree with you, Adam. I think it's a great it's a great tutorial and it introduces a bunch of new mechanics to Mass Effect, such as jumping across gaps and yeah. diving and, you know, doing like you said, doing your big blasto. Okay, how's, <laughs> how's that dodge roll treating you? Have, are, are you like me just compulsively uh, spamming the dodge roll now? Or like? Not on purpose. Um, <laughs> in, in, in the first mission, there's so many times where I accidentally dodge rolled because my way that I would like pick up, you know, codec entries or just like ammo or not ammo. You don't pick up ammo, but whatever you would pick up on the ground is to just like run past it and jam a. And okay. so I would be just jamming a and just I would roll right over the thing. And I was like, okay, vaulting well. over every collectible. Yeah. yeah. I was like, well, I guess I need to change the way I play this game, um, which weirdly I had a similar experience with uh, Hades also. It's just like I can't just keep hitting the button over and over again. Mm. I'm sure we'll get back to this later as we progress through Mars. But as good as the mm-hmm. opening tutorial is, I think the turret tutorial might be the worst thing in video. Oh, game. my God. Oh, oh my God. God. So bad. <laughs> so bad. Yeah, we'll we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so after this opening uh battle we are uh back on the normandy on our way to the citadel um and we get a communication from hackett uh who is broken up because you know there's attacks happening um but it's basically like hey you gotta get to mars uh liar's there doing research and there we we need to get that stuff and so you're like okay cool james is very incredulous that we're going to mars <laughs> he just wants- he says and i quote yes. this is loco <laughs> exactly how spanglish works our first paragon interrupt yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's true yeah yeah he's i love it james is so pissed to be leaving earth and yeah you get some some prompts here to like chew him out a little yeah. bit um which i absolutely took i think yeah. of james's incredulity and like 
unwillingness to leave Earth is really a metaphor for all of the Call of Duty players that don't want to try anything new. <laughs> yeah, but- well, in in the stream, we actually I actually brought up because I rewatched it this morning and I, I forgot that I said this, but James is kind of like a Marcus Phoenix Gears of War, like the way he's built mm-hmm. is just yeah, like this yeah. huge muscly guy. And it's it is almost as if they were trying to draw in those players and make them, I guess, reflect on how they play games like Gears of War and Call of Duty. Well, for real, they made him our fish out of water and they made mm-hmm. the fish out of water something familiar to people. They were trying to win over to play the first game with multiplayer and the first game. Yeah. That they were like really trying to like, oh, kind of bridge a new gap. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot more of the EA influence here since the acquisition took place in the middle of development of Mass Effect 2. So this is the first one where from the beginning, like ground planning stages EA would have had some influence into like what kind of direction they'd want, but I'm, I'm not saying that like like James Vega is like a plant from corporate. It's it's just it's <laughs> I am like <laughs> I <can't>. said it. <laughs> um, no, it's just like I actually quite like that. You know, he also acts as a bit of a refresher because like he asks all of yes. the pertinent questions about you know elements of the world building that you would you know if you immediately prior to this and like in the Legendary Edition, if you've been playing one into two into three, you don't need to know. But like if you had it's been a year or two years since you played the last game. Maybe you do need someone to be like, why are the Krogan mm-hmm. so mad again? And it's like, well, okay, hold mm-hmm. on, James. Let me sit you down and give you a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Yeah, so. yeah. he serves as the audience stand in where Shep obviously cannot because Shep knows exactly like what's going on right. in this world. And I as I, I think as the game goes, James is like he shows a lot more depth and and becomes a lot more likable. Um, and like I said, he is he has really grown on me over the years. So mm. I'm excited Same. For, for you to see more yeah. names, AJ. I like him too. Yeah. I'll admit it. It's like reluctant. Like, damn it, I actually really like him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't want no, to, yeah. but here we are. I do. I do really like, despite all the the shit that we we give James for just being who he is i do think mm-hmm. uh he, he's, he's <laughs> building up to be a really interesting character and i think at the very end of this you know we have that james scene um he's he's like that friend where you, he like joins your friend group and you're like this guy like we're hanging out with this uh-huh. guy and then the more yeah. time you spend with him you're like all right yeah i get it yeah <laughs> yeah exactly that's 100 percent the vibe yeah mm-hmm. um so you chew him out <laughs> for good because we're, we're going to mars we're leaving earth uh, sorry, James. And we head to Mars and immediately run into some Cerberus agents. Hooray! Mm. Cerberus is back. Do you remember them? <laughs> they won't let us forget. They won't let us forget. <laughs> no. Yeah. So we do some some killing, and throughout this whole time, Ashley is like, "Wow, you're killing Cerberus! Like, cool. Oh, like, I guess you're good again." And you're like, "You're so shut shitty up. in this." I. Yeah. This is Caden uh, does it too. Sure. So, Caden does, yeah, but but Caden, yeah. it's always a little more like sad. He's like, I'm not, I'm not Mad Shepherd. I'm just disappointed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like it's just like like it, I, I, with with Ashley, I do get the vibe, at least from watching the stream, that it's mm-hmm. very like, oh, oh, okay, so oh, I guess, really? Yeah, all right, cool. So you, you just turn on everyone then? Yeah, like, so, <laughs> yeah. I do want to mention the first time they let you kill Cerberus. I was watching you do this, AJ. Mm. They were trying to teach you about stealth killing <laughs> and like. <laughs> immediately show up with the grenade your answer was to one grenade <laughs> it's look it's a good grenade okay the grenade the grenade that they give you he as a went death flying is, like confetti it was insane it was wild um that's so funny i didn't even clock that that was like a stealth thing <laughs> like maybe we can get the drop on him Shepard. like yeah no problem <laughs> yeah drop a grenade on Shepard's their heads already got the pin in her teeth just like that is i have to say very lord nigel montgomery shepherd of them 
Oh my gosh. That's true. Chalks away. You're correct. That, you know, that that comic was based on the one time in Mass Effect 1 where I forgot to put the thorium gas on the grenades. And I I blew up every oh single Pharaoh's colonist and thought I was saving them. God. Oh, God. I'm here yeah. to rescue you. That is, that is one of the worst communicated missions in the entire uh-huh. series. Uh-huh. Anything that requires you to navigate the Mass Effect 1 inventory screen is already <laughs> failed from the get-go. Yeah. God, yeah. What a mess. There's so much stuff on that screen. Um, yeah. <laughs> so then as Ashley is yelling at you, um, we come across uh, Liara Tassoni crawling through an air vent, getting shot at by the world's worst aimers. Oh my god. <laughs> really giving stormtroopers a run for their money. For real. Like, in we are in... Not landing shots. It's a straight shot in an air vent, and I get they're wearing armor, and I get guns are on wheel, etc. But, like, it's a straight shot, and she is, like, maybe ten feet ahead of you, bud. Um, yeah. But they, they, they miss, and then she wrecks them. I, the way yeah. Liara kills those dudes is wild. She singularities them, cold. so they... They float up and she just pop, pop, two shots and they're dead. (laughs) Like, holy shit. Uh, And we've all played Mass Effect. No pistols doing one shot. So those were like surgical precision. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Great shit. I think that's the best way they could have reintroduced Liara. Not just in terms of like for people who for inexplicably are like James jumping in now. But like for people who, you know, like who've been with Liara from the beginning, from the please help me, I'm suspended in a blue. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> from, from, from from that introduction to like this just cold blooded execution mm-hmm. i love it yeah. it's very yeah yeah i love her growth throughout the series it's great i yeah. do too yeah. yeah i i i love her as our new shadow broker um and she's immediately just like as the shadow broker like, yeah just, right are, you're right in front of james and ashley she does not give a fuck yeah, really good i don't know but to their credit neither of them is like excuse me what now no they're both just like okay yeah, sure. So we then more servers show up and James is like, let's kick ass. And then for some reason, you're like, mm-hmm. no, go back to the ship. See ya. <laughs> no, I can only have two squad mates at once. Yeah, <laughs> that's the most video game ass justification yeah. for a thing. It's like, well, no, James, you have to go back to the ship. Uh, I think it is- was I need you covering the exits or something. Like, yeah. No, Shep, the Martian storm is covering the yeah. exits. Yeah. James yeah. can come. Right. There's a big storm coming. We did neglect to mention that. Sure. Giant yeah. Martian sandstorm. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I still think that's like a really impressive visual every time I get to. Oh, yeah. Point. It's amazing. I'll hold down yeah. the little like click in the great. little thumbstick and just stare at it for a minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, I will say this is after after James has like defended you to Ashley. Yeah. Um, she's like, you know, I, I think it's really interesting that like Cerberus is here. I know that you worked for them, so I can't believe that you cut all ties. Um, and James is like, Shep has been under constant surveillance. There's <laughs> no way they could have possibly communicated with, yeah. with Cerberus. Yeah. Um, and then you repay the favor by being like, James, go fly the shuttle. <laughs> <laughs> James, can you go watch the so car? He's looking out, James. Anyway, later. Yeah, I'm going to keep mm-hmm. this asshole with me. <laughs> it's like... It's like when one of your parents doesn't want to be in the grocery store anymore and they just circle the Walmart or oh like, God. James, go do donuts around yeah. the facility. <laughs> yeah. James in the minivan just like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go get the car warm. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> so then uh, we are doing some shooting and we find a room uh, <laughs> that Liara logs into the computer uh, and we get kind of the, the, the download of what's been going on here on Mars. And she tells you uh, that 
was it Hackett that sent her there or Anderson? It was Hackett. It Hackett was, Hackett. was like, Hackett. hey, listen, now that you're the shadow broker, again, yeah. how does he know that? Because <laughs> um, like, she tells this is the everyone. Worst yeah, it's the worst kept secret in the galaxy. That, she forgot that to switch Gmail accounts when she was... <laughs> in her <laughs> Gmail signature? <laughs> We are into Sony. We are into Sony. That's a university no. class of, uh, you know, 2174. She, her, shadow <laughs> broker. Every single time Liara is like, like, I'm a very good in- information broker. And I'm like, are you? Babe, are everyone you? knows like, who you are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, she, Hackett was like, hey, you have all of this access to information. Mm-hmm. So, like, use your resources. And I think she had already started doing it herself. But, mm-hmm. um. He, he wanted her to use her resources to start figuring out how the fuck do we beat the Reapers. Yep. Um, and her research led her to Mars because there are Prothean archives here. And so she's been doing research and has found plans for a weapon to defeat the Reapers that the mm. Protheans poured all of their last resources into, um, but didn't finish in time. They were missing one piece called the catalyst. The catalyst. Yeah. So she's, she was here like getting that data and it turns out Cerberus is here for the same thing. So mm. it's like a race against the clock to who is going to get the data. Yeah. Can we talk uh, for a second mm. about is Cerberus's uh, infiltration agent and how like, the most like evil bond villain like energy she has and like how no one no one called her on it for like however long she was there dr eva corey Mm -hmm. does no one read shepherd's mission briefs because anytime someone new shows up at the science facility that's the person you need to get rid of (laughs) immediately yeah Yeah. no one read the peak 15 notes apparently when (laughs) venezia showed up yeah yeah Yeah, so she she sure came here to do evil stuff. We see like a data pad where it's like, she's been messing around in people's files, Mm -hmm. like clearly trying, clearly looking for something. And we get to another part of the base Mm -hmm. and realize that, um, Cerberus to kill everyone inside this particular room, just vented all the air from the room, um, and opened the (sighs) airlocks and whatever. Um, and it it turns out that it was her. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, peak it's so peak bond settling every time. Yeah, it is. Yeah, like the fact that they like is that the, that's the first time in the game where they they have you walk into a space and then like they have uh, like a like an automatic flashlight pop up on your mm-hmm. weapon scope mm-hmm. and like no that was a, a, a I mean really atmospheric it gives it gives a little bit of like dead space vibes for just a yeah. second mm. which was like yeah um, I love that sequence uh, I don't want to derail too much because I want to keep going with Mars I just want to say I think it's a really I don't always love it's like poetry. Look at how they're rhyming. But the fact that Mass Effect 1 opens with kind of this like transmission cut short with a sudden attack mm-hmm. to we have to go get this very important Prothean tech. And then mm-hmm. Mass Effect 3, they mirrored the Luna attack like the same way the Eden Prime attack was done. And we have to go get this very important Prothean mm-hmm. tech. I just think it's a nice little nod to where they came from. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I totally agree. I, I think it's really I think is kind of like re or not reintroducing but introducing new players into like here is kind of you know how the whole thing started like if if mass effect 3 is somehow your first game it's like you know you're getting the full experience yeah this is what this is gonna feel like yes yeah yeah Mm -hmm. but yeah i do saying it has dead space vibes uh that spot uh adam is i think like 100 percent um it sets a really interesting tone i think um that i'm curious to see how much that carries through the game because that's not like a super big mass effect vibe you know um that Mm -hmm. kind of like atmospheric 
in this case, like borderline horror-y um, thing. It's just like a horrific uh, thing that has happened. I'm curious if that. Yeah, it's comes it's, back. it's more like horrors of war thing. It's definitely yes. all filtered a bit more through like 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 you know the traditions of like how like war stories are told. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think they do have the opportunity in Mass Effect Three now that they have the Reaper units and they got to like really dig deep on like the concepts and like the the sort of like the art design for the creatures mm-hmm. that like i they do get to do a little bit more of like sci-fi horror or at least dabble in it a bit mm-hmm. um and that does get to blossom a bit which is really fun later on but i won't like <laughs> I won't go yeah Sorry. yeah i've been resisting talking too much about that but they they do some really interesting stuff with like the reaper foot soldiers and um yeah well we'll probably get into that next week i think sure this game feels like despite mass effect one and two also being about defeating the reapers and like you know saving the the galaxy and stuff this game is like the first time that we are like at war you know yeah. um from the get yeah. from the get-go um mm-hmm. you know mass effect one and mass effect two kind of mm-hmm. get there toward the end of like i, I wouldn't even say really mass effect two we're, we're at war it's there's kind of other stuff happening but like the end of mass effect one when sovereign shows up it's like we are you know doing this whole thing but but starting off here and i think i'm really interested to see how the whole game carries that theme throughout anyway. it's a very different energy once everyone actually believes you yes once. <laughs> yeah. yeah all it took was it literally them literally falling from the sky and destroying her to be like oh yeah. wait you're right I was gonna say, that's why i don't i don't give liara that much shit for just telling everyone she's the shadow broker now because like the <laughs> theatrics of it kind of ring hollow when like i mean okay fine but the reapers are here right now so right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. maybe just help yeah 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 but yeah, I was going to say without spoiling too much, the those themes of like and and sort of um, that exploration of the, we are literally at war as we speak, that is going to get very, very thoroughly explored. Um, <laughs> right. In uh, which like sounds sort of like, yeah, I fucking hope so. But like the the way that they do it, I think, is really fantastic, where there is a lot of attention paid to like the human toll of the war and like what it means and the strain on resources that Mm. it creates. I think it's very well done. Um, Cool. Yeah. Uh, So anyway, Mars. Mars. (laughs) Oh, right. Mars. Mars. Um, so we see the, that big place. Yeah. We see that video of, uh, Eva Corre shooting people and then we do some shooting and there's that terrible, uh, turret cover thing that Trout brought up earlier, which is just really awful. And like, I get, I get what they were trying to do. You know, it's, it was 2012 at the time. 12, yeah. Um, you know, they're trying to sort of mirror the, I, I would say Gears of War, I think is like probably like one of the biggest, um, over-the-shoulder third-person shooters at that time um and so i think it feels very much like the storming between covers thing that they're trying to do yeah it's yeah i get they're trying to do gears yeah and and having played all three or the the first three of that series gears of war does it way better um but anyway (laughs) yeah so we see all that stuff and then we find a communication not find we get a communication from tim the elusive man he's here oh Kim, I forgot. You... We skipped so much stuff that I want to talk about. <laughs> oh, yeah, Kim, please, please. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, so there's a moment where Liara has like a little personal crisis about whether we're actually going to be able to stop the Reapers. Mm. And she's like, I shouldn't think that way. I don't know how you do it. You always stay f- so focused, mm. um, you know, no matter what. And Jin says, when there's so much at stake, I think about what I'd lose if I fail. And he's looking at Ashley 
And I was like, no, 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 no. We're not doing this game. We're not doing this. No, I'm with Tally now. Um, (laughs) So that was an uncomfortable moment. There's also a fun moment where, um, so first Ashley has the idea to find um, like the communicator in one of the Cerberus dudes helmets so that oh, we yeah, can yeah. we can send them a message to to convince them like hey we're with you we killed all the alliance people you know send us a tram and Liara goes the lieutenant commander has become very capable <laughs> and I'm like Liara no 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 this is not happening again there's so <laughs> so much has happened since we all were last on a ship together yeah um so yeah we we open this dude's helmet to take his transmitter and we see that he looks like a husk yes so it seems like cerberus is experimenting with reaper tech on their own people um ashley says for all i knew that's what cerberus had done to you <laughs> and i picked the renegade response which uh yeah. which was i don't yeah. have the time or energy to convince you to follow me mm-hmm. um and she's like no no i'm with you i just wanted to let you know why and <laughs> shepherd just cuts her off is like shut up let's just go get a tram mm-hmm. um, ashley just like go read some tennyson about it like shut up <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah read some poetry and like get off my back so yeah, that's when we we finally get to the archives, and that's when when we get a transmission from Tim. Yes, take it away, AJ. Um, no, I mean you're probably gonna pick back up on this because I do not take as specific notes as you. Um, but my note is basically Tim is like, "Hi, I'm using the the Reaper base that you or the Collector base that you left us to uh, make the perfect oh. soldier," which is like cool, great. This is exactly what I wanted you to do with it. You're totally right. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, that's if, <laughs> no, you, no, sa- if you saved the collector base. Yeah, which, which I, I did not. Yes, which Gortney Gort- did because Gortney is Gortney is not the brightest. Um, <laughs> uh, so she thought, you know, maybe maybe the alliance will use it for good. But nope. yeah, I saved it my most recent playthrough too because I'm playing a character that needed everyone's deaths on that base to be for something. Mm-hmm. So that's very much I how Gortney felt. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Role playing this game um, is so fun. <laughs> It is. It's it is, really yeah. fun. They give you just enough that like you can fill in spaces and and you're playing the same game over and over again with like not that big of differences in dialogue or anything, yeah. but it's just enough space to like really fill in your character, which yeah. I love. They they still reference the coups for me in three. Like mm. the, mm. like people are still making little references to like the backstory you chose in Mass Effect One. And mm-hmm. I know it's yeah. only like secondary dialogue that's getting tweaked or whatever but it does really help put me in it's enough yeah 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 so tim tim's like oh you know the alliance has known about these prothean archives for more than 30 years and they've done nothing with it um and he says that they're improving the cerberus uh agents he says whereas you see a means to destroy i see a way to control dominate harness the reaper's power imagine how strong we could be if we controlled them so um this is tim's evil plan mm-hmm. um so he's here trying to get get the data and not you only can get, get the data he's trying to get the data and then erase it so you can't get it yes exactly he yep. doesn't want the alliance to get it which definitely seems like a cool thing and a not evil plan <laughs> at all i just the <laughs> lack of self-awareness of the man that authorized no we'll control the thorian creepers no we'll control the rachni no we'll control the husks no this time it's going to work shepherd how's it know, working my plan. <laughs> yeah. how is that working shepherd, out for you uh, shepherd i'm the least indoctrinated chain smoker in the galaxy <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
so also in this communication, we get some shots from inside Tim's base where we see mm-hmm. a mysteriously cloaked soldier um, or something. Um, and I yeah. have some theories, but I'm not going to say anything. Do you? <gasps> Wait, no, say any. Say, well, say I them. Don't, I want to know I would, everything. I, okay. I want to know so bad. I'm like pretty sure that that is like a shepherd clone that Tim has made and has like husked because or giving Shepard any autonomy is like, well, they're going to turn against Tim or whatever. Uh, and it's easier to just not have to lie to somebody and you could just tell them like, Hey, go be a, a gun for me. I'm covering my, my view yeah, of I the, uh, the camera t- now because I don't <laughs> want, uh, I don't want any reactions, but anyway, that's what I think. Just some, someday I want to talk to you both after all this is over and just see what you think about that character. I'm not going to say anything about anything, but <laughs> I could stand on a soapbox and talk about that character. So, so as many people could, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so then, um, Tim, you basically just each tell each other, like, hey, fuck you, and then <laughs> you hang up. Uh, and Ashley, For old time's sake. Yeah. For old time's sake, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then Ashley finds Eva Corre uh, deleting the files after having downloaded them. Uh, and then we... In this very hilarious, like, pay no attention to the Cerberus agent behind mm-hmm. the She's just moment. right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm glad because I like that whole conversation with Tim. I was like, we have a person doing something actively right now. And Liara and Shepard are just like sitting there talking to Tim. And it's like, this is obviously a distraction. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, so thank God. Thank God for Ashley is all I can say. Um, no. <laughs> so that really should be the thesis of this episode. I think is <laughs> Ashley good. Um, no. So Ashley, we get this whole uh, chase scene with Eva Corre and <laughs> she escapes. And as she's high a, step and run, yeah, yeah, no, this is um, really showing off that run animation. <laughs> uh, they were like, "We did so good on this. We want you yeah. to see it so much." I was thinking it would look better. I was thinking it would look better in the armor, and like only marginally no. so. <laughs> like, yeah, um, but where so, I'm going to take this run animation, and I'm going to put it up on the fridge. <laughs> you did great. You did great. Uh, so she escapes on you know, one of the little car escape things, but as she's taking off, who shows up? Uh, James fucking (laughs) crashes into her. Uh, James of war just collides. James of war. (laughs) That's really good. Um, It's absolutely incredible moment for James. Um, Yeah. Takes, takes down Eva Corey's little ship and uh, uh Oh, she's not dead because what's that? She's a robot. (gasps) Ah, uh, ah! she fucking tackles Ashley and just slams her head into mm-hmm. the 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 burning ship uh, until she passes out. Obviously, um, she she mm. literally um, she's like orders, and Tim's like, you see, like him like flick his mm. cigarette, and he goes, finish her, <laughs> oh like God. Mortal Combat, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. and so. Eva certainly tries. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then she starts slow motion running at Shepard, at which point yeah. you just shoot, shoot, her. shoot her a bunch. But and then she falls right over. before that last right before that last bullet hits, she throws your dog tags at you and so consider yourself free and stay <laughs> <Freaking> in commander. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would just like to point out the fact that Eva Corey does not do the 
like sane practical thing if you want to hoist someone up in a villainous fashion you grab them by the throat mm-hmm. she grabs ashley and or caden by like the faceplate the visor head. like yeah. wide like like a wide grip on a basketball and <laughs> <It's>... just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah she really does talk about oh. a space jam am i right um yeah. oh. <laughs> all right that's we gotta end the episode I'm... <laughs> It's not going to get better. Uh, Kim, it's only the beginning of the season. (laughs) There's plenty of these to come. Um, Then just, God help us all. (laughs) God help us all. So the Normandy shows up and, or, yeah, the Normandy shows up, right? And then we we get back on the ship. And the Reapers, too. The Reapers are starting to show up right Right. as you leave. Oh, that's right. Yes. That's right. So um, we, we... Shep like lifts Ashley up and there's sad music playing mm-hmm. um and um she's like oh grab grab the robot too <laughs> so James yeah. grabs the robot <laughs> yeah and away we go away we go to- we're gonna make it a Jolly Roger front plate on the north yes they're gonna yes yeah, <laughs> strap her to the front of it um <laughs> so then Liara gives Hackett the rundown of all the stuff we found the big weapon this is where we hear about the catalyst for the first time and then we head to the citadel unless there was anything else kim there's just this nice moment where um you Mm -hmm. you like drop ashley or caden in the in the med bay and shep is clearly in shock Mm. um where like liara has to like get it get in shep's face and be like ashley needs medical attention Mm. we need to go to the citadel like snap out of it um and it's it's just like a nice little human moment where um you know, you you get to feel the full impact of like, oh, someone's actually like, we could lose another squad mate here. Mm-hmm. Um, so it uh, that moment always really works for me, even when it's Ashley. Yeah. Um, it comes back to what you were saying a little bit, Kim, about how this game really focuses on the human cost. Like mm-hmm. everyone finally believes Shepard and something's being done, but now what is this doing to Shepard? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it's horrific, no matter what. Yeah. yeah. I, I do think it's kind of like additionally shocking for Shepard because it's the other person who you sacrifice someone to save. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you gave up one life for this person and like to for, for, for Shep to be like staring down the barrel of that sacrifice <laughs> being rendered worthless retroactively is like, mm-hmm. yeah, I that yeah, I get that. That moment really works too. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really that that stuff just keeps getting explored more, even in just this little bit that we play uh later on after yeah. Uh, the Citadel stuff. There's a there's another conversation with Liara that is good. Um, but we make it to the Citadel. Ashley's taken to the med bay uh, or hospital, whatever it is. Uh, Huerta Memorial. Thank you. Huerta. <laughs> and we meet back up with everybody's favorite secondary character, Captain <laughs> Bailey, uh, who has uh, been he's prom- commander. I was going to say has no. been promoted to commander. Um, and it's like, I can't beat people up anymore. Um, yeah. uh, the most hard boiled space cop that ever space cops. Yeah. Um, he's a bad dad, you know, <laughs> you yeah. Uh, I do believe, I think in the stream, Kim was like, I don't know why we're supposed to care about Bailey. And I said, well, he's a dad, I- Kim. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the, they literally give that like one line at the end of the, the mm-hmm. Thane loyalty mission. Mm-hmm. Too. He's, like, yeah. he's not the, not the only person who failed raising a son. And I'm like, am I supposed to feel for you? Right. Yeah, am I like, supposed I to know. suddenly have an emotional attachment to you? Bailey? To this quest giver. Like, yeah. it's like, well, I think, uh, listen, this is an era of video games where like the only the most 
most human thing you can do is have a child <laughs> because this is like yes. <laughs> like shorthand for emotional game is like let's put a dad in there <laughs> um, this is one year before the last of us so mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah the ultimate dad game um right. <laughs> I mean, until God of War, which is even more the dad game. Yes, yeah. Every every five years, we get a new dad game um, mm-hmm. just to refresh everything. But um, Bailey was Octo the original dad. dad. Octo dad. Yeah. <laughs> um, God, I forgot that game existed. Um, yeah. I'm just thinking about Octo Dad. So Bailey is just like, hey, you can either go see Ashley in the or Ashley or Caden in the hospital, or you can go talk to the council uh, at Odina's office. I'm like, okay, cool um that's it and then you can do a little bit of exploring i didn't really write about much of my citadel exploring except for meeting diana allers yeah both trout and adam get teleported to another dimension <laughs> their souls left their body for a moment they both leaned fully back and went oh <laughs> please tell me about diana allers do I have to talk about the <laughs> like, You got forget. Did you did, did you allow Diana Allers on your ship? I did. Oh, it's like Tribbles. You're in trouble now. Oh no, I lost the Star Trek bet. Oh, uh, <laughs> they brought up Star Trek. Damn, you did it, Trout. You did yeah. it. Um, no, it's it's just it's just. I don't want to talk about Diana Allers. Okay, Diana Allers yeah. is a reporter uh-huh. um, from Alliance News Network who's mm-hmm. reporting on the war mm-hmm. and <sighs> wants to be embedded in a ship. She already has like like top level clearance mm-hmm. or whatever from the Alliance. So uh, basically, she is sort of an introduction to one of the main mechanics in this mm-hmm. game, which is war assets, mm-hmm. um, which are like just anything you can get to to like drum up support for the war against the reapers <laughs> yeah. um and she she helps you do that yep. um she is voiced and based visually on journalist jessica Shobit, which was apparently there was like a whole shitty um like controversy about this because Whoa. people were like you can't have a that's a conflict of interest for you to appear in the game and it's like she never reviewed the game yeah, so it was like not a conflict of interest at all but like gamers oh, God, are idiots was, mm-hmm. so it was a whole thing and also yeah, for some time. reason she's wearing a sexy club dress yeah she is i'll talk about diana allers okay here i go here, here we go here we go <laughs> diana allers is um chief military war propagandist yes and um <laughs> i i don't i listen okay it's i'll try not to spoil but also this will be out for you in two minutes when you talk to her <laughs> she loves violence as content mm. she likes to um specifically really lean into the horrors of the war because it boosts ratings i think she is a villain i would prefer she die over tim cerberus mm. i really hate her i'm really surprised yeah, like, that that in in this what what year is it in the mass effect universe we're in like 21 like 2187 or something like yeah that, I'm, I'm amazed that the if it bleeds it leads has survived for over 200 years at this point mm-hmm. Well, I, we've we've often said that the big difference in the sci-fi between Mass Effect and Star Trek is that in Mass Effect, capitalism never died. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, but it, like, yeah. I just to pick up from Trout for a second. Like, the thing with Diana Allers is she just she is so clearly like um, a cable news personality, circa 2012. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, like, it gives me flat. It gives me flashbacks to like you know like 
growing up in a uh, in a Fox News household. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, like how like, I do like, know oh, what I, you like, mean. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I can't, I can't deal with this. Actually, yeah. <laughs> like, um, not to mention just the uncanny nature of the fact that she constantly just stands perfectly still in one wing of your ship with a with a little camera drone just mm-hmm. staring at her forever. Mm-hmm. Like, like she has, like as far as I'm aware, no it's other very animations. unsettling. It is. <laughs> The worst part is, and I will, I will go ahead and spoil this: is you can have like a romantic fling with her. Yeah, you did which say this. Feels so wrong. Yeah, that feels. Well, yeah, ooh. Yeah. Just <laughs> everything about her. It's like, why is it like so much more so than James? Why is she here? Why is this happening? Yeah. I even um, think the the amount of points she gives you in your war assets is like not a lot. It's five. five. Yeah, it's five <laughs> points. Five Whatever. Points. Yeah. I'll take what I. I can don't get. invite her on the ship anymore. Mm. <laughs> She's not I I'm like, you can stay in there just like I never went to talk to Zaid. I'm never going to come talk to you. <laughs> the That corner of the ship like, is You're doing like, the galaxy of yeah. favor. Yeah. yeah, it's she literally is where the trash chute used to be. Like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is funny. Yeah. I mean, like, Shepard says it better than, than I ever could. If you reject her offer, it's like, you're a news reporter. I run a stealth ship. Do the math. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, Gortney at this point is just thinking like, yeah, I need support for for stuff and is not thinking about the propaganda angle of it or the stealth ship angle of it. Well, Um, yeah, the game sort of forces you into a position where you're like, yeah, I guess I could use some war propaganda. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's just like not great, but you know. Well, a silver lining, if Gortney can't handle it later, you can boot her off the ship. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. If you really, that's good. Yeah. yeah. And you still keep the war assets. So it's oh, wait, seriously? Oh, sweet. All right. Yep. That's what that's I'm good doing. That's good to know. Uh, I do feel like Gortney will get sick of it quick. Good. I can turn that room into like a yoga studio. Or something. <laughs> uh, so then uh, I first went to go see Ashley in the hospital wing. Uh, and you I can... went to the council first. You went to the council first. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I I considered it, um, but I did feel like if I went to the council first, she would wake up and be like, "I can't believe you saw the council first." <laughs> what yeah. were you doing, hanging out with Cerberus Shepherd? I was in the hospital. <laughs> exactly. She totally would. Um, so I, you can buy her some gifts at the gift shop, and <laughs> it's just a bunch of poets. Can I talk? Yeah. I have to talk about the gift shop Please gifts. Yeah, the they're You funny. can buy... Because Ashley... How many gifts can you give Ashley? Like, so many. Yeah, it's, it's like, like four different yeah. sets of books, flowers, mm-hmm. chocolates, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. If you save Caden, you can give him one bottle of Peruvian whiskey. Mm-hmm. There is no other option. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is it's so funny. Present. Because that's not even something he can use yet. Like, it's not like nope. he should be drinking while he's recovering. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, that's but that's how much personality Caden has. So it's really great. For the record, I, I do just want to say I, I was thinking, Kim, that you were just going to make Caden a vanilla cake. Just I like, almost look. did, but then um, Angel Food Cake felt mm. like even more. He is an angel, so that's you know. yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah. Rest and Angel Food Cake and then two aspirin for the L two headache. That he'll have <laughs> <after> <laughs> the yeah. Um, and I was just, I, I, I only took one line of note there. It's like, oh yeah, we buy her gifts. And I was like, there has to be more here, but there's not really because she is not, still unconscious. Yeah. Um, yeah. um, while you're there, you run into Dr. Chakwas. Yes. Um, and Dr. Michelle from Dr. The Michelle from the first game, the first mission. Yeah. Who's l- 
Dr. Who's Chocolate's lips get just shinier mm-hmm. and shinier oh, yeah. every time she, you talk to her. She loves her gloss. <laughs> it's popping. Um, so Dr. C has been working in a research lab in the Citadel, but like the moment you you get there and are like, you can come back on the Normandy, she's like, I'm there. Yeah. See you soon. Yeah. But when you talk, when you um, have that conversation, you where you, like, if you do her little side quest in Mass Effect 2, she's like, I love being at war. <laughs> I love being on a ship. Uh, I love Dr. Chocolate. Commander, I love three things. Sari, Sice, Brandy, and war. Yes. yes. <laughs> Basically. She will um, slam dunk her entire research career in the trash at the first mention of the word Normandy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah if you see Ashley they just like play some sad music and Mm. Shep's like get better soon Um, I do like that (laughs) that he says I should have known you'd pull through you're stubborn always were I'm like "Mm." yeah Yeah. (laughs) Uh. fair enough (laughs) so then we head to the council yeah and it is the same deal as every other council cutscene in this series where Shepard shows up and mm-hmm. says, hey, here's this big problem. And the council says, I don't actually think so. And then you leave angry. <laughs> um, I, there is more to it than that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, basically, the idea is you're trying to get them to help uh, expel Reaper forces from Earth from because Earth. Earth is really facing like the brunt of the yep. attack. Um, I think at this point like asari and solarian space have not been touched Correct. the turians are starting to face attacks but again it's like the the great balance of reaper forces are are on earth mm-hmm. um and basically they're like nah we gotta watch our own backs so s- sorry about it which is like um, so stupid because like why does the council exist if you're just gonna be like well we have to protect our people it's like right right if there's not gonna be like a united front yeah, against threats I, like this. What are we even just, doing? Yeah. yeah, it shines a super bright light on what a lie the council races are. Really, mm-hmm. it's maintaining this pal- balance of power with the people who have always had it. Yes, and it's this yeah. very isolationist force because, well, I could get into it, but again, they allowed capitalism to keep going. So right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but they they say the Solarians are planning to like convene a summit of leaders from like the different council races so you know if you can like convince us there mm-hmm. that to to help you then fine you know so basically you're you're trying to um prepare for this summit mm-hmm. in the early game so you go back to Adina's office he calls them self-concerned jackasses which i think is very funny mm-hmm. um and is upset that humanity is still considered second rate and then the turian counselor comes in He's like, listen, I want to help you, but like, I this is politics, and I need a favor first. Mm-hmm. We need to get the Turian Primarch, which is basically like the head of <clears throat> of like the Turians, you know, like within Turian space. Mm-hmm. We need to get him out of there, so to even go to this summit. But if you do that, you might be able to convince him to to support you at yeah. the summit. He says, we need to work together. This is the best way to get that. Mm-hmm. So our next mission is to go to Palavin's largest moon, where they believe the Primarch is. Yeah. Um, and, and get it's him one out of One of my there. favorite missions in all of Mass Effect. I'm so excited. <laughs> Me too. Um, I'm very excited. I, I love the, the beginning of this, the Turing Counselor conversation, because he's like, hey, I think you're right, and we can help you. And immediately <laughs> Shepard is like, okay, well, like, you want a favor, so why don't we just, like, get to that? <laughs> Yeah, uh, this just, is a know. video game counselor. Shall we have a quest? <laughs> yeah, but it does also feel like, oh, okay, we're like doing politics yeah. now, which is a lot of a lot of what this game is. Yeah, 
and it's it's kind of fun. It feels weirdly grounded. It does. It feels yeah. very shrewd, remember. right? Yeah, like very smartly written. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you able to talk to Udina, like actually go through the dialogue wheel with him after this cutscene? Yes. I can't remember. Yes, and I did. It's, it's the first time where I really start to see things that Donald Udina cares about. Yes. Like he actually feels the loss of Arcturus Station. Like he knew people. Mm-hmm. He had a separate VI keeping track of all their birthdays. Like it's the first time where he hasn't just been a full dick like mm-hmm. he's still yeah he but is still a dick like, yeah he's not a caricature anymore yeah yes yeah i i took some notes on that um before we move on i'll just say the the um turian counselor is like by the way we reinstated your specter status um so <laughs> and he throws fun. your dog tags at you <laughs> 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 this is just a game of people throwing dog tags at shepherd uh-huh. um, so yeah we talked to adina after you sort of get um a little bit more of that characterization. You also learn more about like what's going on on earth, which is fun. Mm. Um, he says the reapers have destroyed, um, basically like satellites, nukes, anything that would allow us to, to fight back on earth. Um, so there, it's a very strategic, uh, attack. Mm. He says, you know, we have like a handful of like, you know, places where, where they're getting communications out, but largely all comms out of earth have been, wiped mm. he also says this great line um you, you're sort of like what what is the point of you being on the council if you like don't have any power and he's like listen i have like now that the the actual like human government has been wiped out i have the most power of any human in history and yeah. as you can see that is worth like nothing um and he, he says this great line i know i can move mountains but the task before us is moving planets mm. um <sighs> good really good line yeah 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 Yeah. i just want to echo this is like the first time that i saw udina and was like actually yeah i can kind of agree with you here yeah Um, yeah it's very interesting (laughs) it's worst person you know just made a great point yeah it's it's that's it's a whole scene of that yeah (laughs) man in mass effect one if you let the council die he totally co-ops your reasoning to make it be like this human focus i hate that i hate it so much i hated it so much trout thank you it sucked (laughs) i was like but it's so real because of course a politician would do that to make it like Mm -hmm. legitimize that you're becoming human-centric fascist government now yes when really it's like hey i thought we should just save the most people yeah (laughs) yeah yeah now I'm yeah. all angry about the end of Mass Effect 1 again. Um, <laughs> yep, yep, My yep. bad. <laughs> so then, uh, you know, we head out and, and as you're heading out, Eugene's like, well, I'll handle the logistics of like getting ready to get people to build this weapon. Um, so hopefully you bet you better do what we need you to do. Otherwise, like all my work will be worthless. But uh, so then you leave and you head back to the Normandy and Liara is there. Is it is it just Liara for everybody? Or is it? like um oh i guess ashley's unconscious so i guess yes, it has to be Liara. but i think i think um we get the dream first right the dream I sequence does that happen yeah i think it's that, you get back on the normandy and yes. it's the next thing that happens oh, and it? then okay. Le- and then you like wake up and liara is there okay um a little so turn yeah. about the woods yeah so there's there's this yeah. dream sequence <sighs> that was weird um yeah. <laughs> this dream sequence where um you're like in like a a wood that looks like it's been like destroyed mm-hmm. it's all like i don't know gray and you're, shitty you're having a dream that you're in deadly premonition sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um and yeah you see the child that um that shep saw get absolutely uh killed um <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh you see them like running around from afar so you're chasing them and they make 
the run in like slow motion so like it a dream feels like running in a dream uh-huh. it's very well yeah. done in that way um and then finally you catch up to the kid and he burns alive yeah. in front of you yeah um viscerally upsetting really really uh, really horrific yeah yeah mm-hmm. and like sort of a heavy-handed metaphor for like shep feeling like they can't save everyone mm-hmm. but it's emotionally effective i just love that they take the time to start considering how shepherd is as a person games didn't get to quite as much yeah yeah Yeah. um no it's great and then that's when liara stops by and we wake up and we talk to liara um and i think this is a really interesting mirror to liara having all those doubts on Mm -hmm. mars and now we have shepherd having all those doubts and liara being like well you know you have to like look at it as you know you're you're trying the best and we're all just doing what we can um which i think is all right i like plain cheesecake fine yeah (laughs) (laughs) um that's great um and as as you're in the middle of that conversation uh we get introduced to specialist trainer uh hello welcome to the show um mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> she basically just like kind of tells you how the normandy works and like the different spaces you can go on the normandy which is like cool mm-hmm. uh and so nervous she's so nervous and it is revealed yeah. it is revealed to her that Edie is an ai not just a vi um and trainer's like oops sorry i said that you sound hot uh which is really great yes um on, uh, on our sh- immediately ingratiating herself to the ai overlord yeah. like yeah. we know what you're doing specialist <laughs> yeah pretty good um she also explains like she was here working on the retrofit when the normandy this is a great thing i think that the crew on the normandy now is just people who were working on taking this cerberus ship and retrofitting yep. it to be an alliance ship mm-hmm. who were just like there and we're like oh uh, we're taking off okay i guess i uh, serve on this ship now and so, <laughs> so train trainer is one of those she was like working in a lab um and she's like, yeah, OK, I, I serve on the ship now. Yeah. Cool. Um, so it's it's sort of a fun thing as you run around and like get to to meet all of these people mm. and find out like, oh, OK, that's why you're here. Yeah. Um, um, a quick question. If Kelly Chambers survives, is she on the ship? No. Rip. No. no. OK. No. All right. Yeah. No. Uh, so don't don't feel like you you missed out on Kelly Chambers. Yeah. Because yeah we killed her <laughs> we, did, we did kill her though we did ooh, whoops um so <laughs> uh, uh so then we get uh one final check-in from admiral hackett and we give him the rundown of what's going on and what we have to do and we have to head over to the thing and he's like yeah okay go do that i'll keep being yeah. admiral um he he sort of explains in game the like war assets concept where he says build alliances gather everything and everyone you can for the cause find people to help build the prothean device you know ships soldiers like anything you can get because the idea is we're gonna like pool if if we can get everybody on board in the galaxy we're gonna pool all of our resources and create this giant armada Mm -hmm. to deliver the prothean weapon and 
wipe out the reapers yeah this this um, is the this is the james in mass effect 2 being like you mm-hmm. better be lo- make sure everybody's loyal before we head on that last mission also do the ship upgrades oh yeah <laughs> so it is the moment where this becomes another bioware game though bioware loves them we're gonna rally people we're gonna rally forces mm-hmm. we're gonna use the the gray warden treaties <laughs> or i mean i we're gonna <laughs> yeah yeah it's they love doing that stuff yeah. and i it's my favorite kind of video game no <laughs> um yeah, so then we have, or then you can just, you have free reign over the, the Normandy. Yeah. Um, and the last thing I have in my notes is this James conversation, but did you have anything that you wanted to touch on in <laughs> the Normandy, Kim? Sure. Um, yeah, you can just have another conversation with Trainer and how she's getting settled in. Mm-hmm. For some reason, there's a whole thing about like her having to buy a toothbrush. She has a very fancy toothbrush. I, I don't know. It's just like some characterization. I, it's fine. Mm. Um, <laughs> you go to Joker. <laughs> Uh, I read that conversation about the toothbrush as, uh, innuendo. Mm -hmm. Um, it could be. Yeah. Anyway, that's just, that's all I wanted to say. It could be trainers like that. Um, all I'll say about the toothbrush is that she says it's a scission, scission mark four and scission is in universe according to the codex, a car manufacturer. So I don't know why they would also be making high-powered well, toothbrushes. The, the Yamaha also making dirt bikes, but also making yeah. instruments for marching bands mm-hmm. thing. Sure. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, and if there's capitalism, then that shit's definitely happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess uh, if you run c- cars that have engines that run on Mass Effect drives, then the toothbrush that runs on a Mass Effect or has Mass Effect right. particles in it that break up plaque in your teeth, like, I guess mm-hmm. they can do it. Yeah. They've got the tech. Bizarre. Um, so yeah, I spoke to Joker and he had this great line where he was like, oh, so the council's like doing their same old shit. Well, let me know if you want me to get them on the channel and then hang up on them. I know you love that. Um, (laughs) I also, uh, I wanted to point out, you get a bunch of letters, which a lot of them are just like side quests Mm -hmm. or whatever, but, Mm -hmm. um, a couple of interesting ones. Mm -hmm. I got a letter from Morinth just sort of like, hey, so I had to like skedaddle. I shouldn't tell you where I am since you're Alliance again, but uh, thanks for believing in me. Oh, so my I'm like, God. Great. I'm so glad that I loosed an art at Yakshi upon the galaxy. Um, there is a robot dog on the Normandy yes. for some reason. Um, and then an interesting news report um, that the whereabouts of the Quarian fleet are unknown. And there have been reports of like young adults on pilgrimage uh, being recalled to the fleet mm. to end their pilgrimages early. I wonder what that's about. I, I wonder. I, yeah. I hope we find um, out. Oh, also spoke to Liara. She has her entire shadow broker set up mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> right there in Miranda's old office, including the the uh, drone. Mm-hmm. Her little drone. Oh, I um. She, if you chat with her, she's like, yeah, so we ended up having to flee the Shadow Broker ship anyway because the elusive man tracked them down and was coming for them. Mm. So she and Farron just like escaped with all of the most important hardware that they could, you know, gather. Mm. Um, she said, oh, we distracted Cerberus by uh, crashing the broker ship <laughs> into their cruiser. Beautiful. So that's fun. Um <laughs> Chakwas, if you talk to her, she's like, I don't regret working for Cerberus one bit. We used them and now we're using their resources against them. So teehee. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you ask her if she has any family back on Earth, she says, I'm like the last in my family. We were all doctors, um, but it's just me now. 
She says, the Alliance is my spouse and you're all my children. She's so weird. Oh my God. (laughs) I love her. (laughs) Like has a full Helga Pataki style shrine to shepherd in that office somewhere. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. All right, wow. Trout, you are speaking as someone, the only person I've ever seen actually bring Dr. Michelle on the ship in three instead of Dr. Chuck. Wait, you can do that? You can bring Michelle instead. You can tell Chuck West to stay Whoa. in research and she will protest three times like <laughs> in the Bible and then eventually she'll say put and you can go get Dr. Michelle instead. That's wild. Is not surprising anyone, really, really into a specific party member that I won't talk oh, about. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> Whoa, that's wild. Back it's just off, the fact bitch. that they make you be like real mean repeatedly to Dr. Chakwas. Yeah. It's like <laughs> Real quick, if you got the space hamster in Mass Effect 2, you find it crawling around um, the yep. area where Jack used to live and you have to catch it. And my favorite thing about the space hamster is um, instead of, I guess, paying however much it would have cost to just like buy some little hamster chittering sound effects you know presumably like two dollars mm-hmm. they just had a voice actor go squeak and that's the <laughs> that is the uh sound effects for the space hamster incredible mm-hmm. um engineer adams is here he was uh again one of these people doing the retrofit who was on the normandy back uh back when it was the sr1 he was in engineering. He was the one who was like, I love having Tally here because she knows what the fuck she's doing. Yes. He that's just a fine conversation. There's nothing too like notable there, except he says he knew Edie was an AI. He was like, I immediately figured out that she was an AI <laughs> um, and like tried to disconnect her um, like on the sly. And nice. she she caught him. Um, but now they're cool. Do you have anything, AJ, about uh, Steve Cortez or should I talk about that? I did not know. No. Okay. So Steve Cortez. I yeah. Love. Let's talk about Steve. Steve. I love Steve. Um, so Don't Steve, make, make me an anchor, Steve. Oh God. Yeah. Um, so Steve Cortez is, uh, he was again working on the, the cargo bay retrofit when mm. the Normandy took off and he happens to be um, a talented pilot. So he, he's like, I have appointed myself the shuttle pilot um, after, watching james nearly like destroy this thing by crashing it on purpose um the two of them have like a very funny like dynamic where they're constantly ribbing each other which is very cute their Um, rapport is like across the room from each other it's always so funny when you talk to one and then the other one like shouts from across the room to respond to your conversation it's so good um i i think they should date um but the thing that you learn yeah the thing you learn early on about steve is that he had a husband um back when they were stationed at ferris fields which if you'll recall um he he says it explicitly here but um you know i immediately was like i know what that is um it is one of the colonies that was attacked by the collectors Mm. um in mass effect 2 so he lost his husband there and he's like i don't want to talk about it uh, and that brings us to James, who uh, is working out all the time. James is just doing pull-ups. Doing pull-ups. He's doing pull-ups. It's and when so you start good. talking to him, he continues doing pull-ups. Um, I <laughs> for sure thought like once you start the dialogue, he would like stop and turn and just like stand. But like, uh, and I, I guess that brings me also to like the the direction and and 
I don't know, the 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 mm-hmm. dynamicness of all of these uh conversations I think is really, really great. Um mm-hmm. they stepped it up in Mass Effect 2, uh, but this is like on a totally different level where where each of these conversations feels like directed. Um and mm-hmm. I think it's that's remarkable. Off. Yeah, it's really, really great. It's it's amazing. Um, and the James one is specifically really great because it's there's so much movement. You know, we're not just like mm-hmm. in one spot kind of pacing <laughs> back and forth. He is doing pull ups and then you're like, hey, tell me about yourself. And he's like, oh, you know about me. And then you're like, actually, I only got access to your personnel files uh, when Anderson threw my dog tags at me. <laughs> 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 uh, and so he's like, oh, OK, yeah, cool. Um, and then I don't. What, what is the justification like why are we sparring i i think he i missed says, that line so, he says something like uh you know can you dance while we talk uh, or something like that right yes um, the, and you, you, you can <laughs> are you fucking like you like that's so disrespectful like you can call him out basically for for you know talking uh too informally to a yeah. uh, a superior or you could be like yeah sure <laughs> There's there's so many moments in this conversation where James is like, I don't know if it's on purpose or if it's inadvertent. He's just like flirting with uh, Shepard. Um, like, oh, it, yeah, that's on purpose when you're when you're playing. But like the, the way that the lines are delivered are so like, like if you turn him down, he's like, yeah, all right. And he just like continues going. There's not like any <laughs> awkwardness or anything. He's like, oh, OK, yeah, um, it's very funny. It doesn't matter what playthrough I'm doing. I will always take every um, interrupt command to make sure I punch him as many times as possible. And then I let him know that he will be calling me commander yes. for the duration of the game and it feels good every time yeah. <laughs> i did only punch i only did the one the first punch interrupt uh and the rest of them i just let him speak but uh i did at the end of it be like you're calling me commander <laughs> like I'm not, you're not calling me lola that's insane um i, I don't know i'm lola pilled uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> i am too i'm with you i don't mind it um he calls Jin loco now oh my gosh and <laughs> when Jin is like loco really he's like I could think of worse things to call you. I'm like, okay. Cause James uh, is established as one of those people who gives everyone nicknames. Um, yeah. Although like he just calls Steve Esteban, which is just like Steve like, Spanish for Steve. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. But um, yeah, he, he loves nicknames. Yeah. Uh, so we're sparring, we're dancing, whatever. And he's giving us his whole history um, talking about his old squad and his old commander. And he uses the word was and Shepard's like, Oh, was what happened? Um, and he tells you about, uh, Captain Tony, um, and the, and his squad were all killed on a, on a collector, uh, information mission, uh, where he was given basically the choice between saving his squad or saving all this information that could help, uh, the Alliance against the collectors. And he chose the information and you're like, oh, well, that's a really tough choice. Like, I totally get that. And he's like, well, actually, uh, but like, you know, you're their their sacrifices like aren't in vain or whatever and he's like well actually you were already in the process of like destroying mm-hmm. the collector base so like it kind of was in vain <laughs> um yeah which is just really fucking brutal, brutal. really it brutal. Yeah. brutal it's brutal and it's also like it's unclear how much of this like it's kind of implied the elusive man was letting this happen yeah. at the pace it was happening because really all he wanted was the base. It wasn't really ever about saving colonists for him. Mm-hmm. Like, Definitely. so that already is so 
in the wound a smidge, I think. Mm-hmm. And just personal backstory stuff. I'm playing a shepherd who did the ruthless background, who lost their whole unit on Torfin, but was named a hero. So it's actually there's like a big bond Whoa. between my ship mm-hmm. and James because of that. Wow. Yeah, yeah I love that. They understand stuff. each other. Yeah. But like even with that in- incredible tr- traumatic moment, James is like stoic this entire time. Uh, and Shepard mm-hmm. is like, hey, I just want to make sure because I'm kind of getting the <laughs> vibes that like you don't really care whether you live or die anymore. Right. And you're just kind of like, you'll do whatever because you did fully crash a ship into another ship with you in it. Mm-hmm. So like, I just want to make sure you're you're like going to be here with us and not just like trying to get yourself killed. And uh, and he's just like, no, yeah, totally. It's just like super unconvincing. Uh, yeah, yeah. His, his, he doesn't really like give a response, but he's just kind of like, "Thanks for the pep talk." Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I like. I appreciate that they gave him some depth. I haven't seen Paragon Lost. I know we want to watch it at some point mm-hmm. uh, and talk about it. Yeah. So I'm excited to do that. Yeah. I thought about doing it last night and then I didn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, I you know, there's there's some stuff going on with James. Yeah. Um some substance to that that thick thick flowerless cake. Yeah. And I do think it like retroactively makes all the kind of like the blandness that he is in the beginning like kind of makes sense because he's like not trying to get connected to anything. He's just like here mm-hmm. to shoot stuff mm-hmm. and and crash ships. Mm-hmm. It makes sense that he was probably intending to die on earth. Yeah. Too. Yes. Like which yeah. 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 100%. Really really brutal stuff. Um and that's and that's it. You flip him and you put him on the ground. He says thanks for the pep talk and he goes back to doing pull-ups. And that's 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 it. That's all of it. Yep. That's all that's all we did this week. I am so excited to continue playing this game. Uh it has been excruciating yeah. to not have touched this since we streamed it. Um uh, and I'm I'm really excited to go back. I'll probably go back this afternoon. Yay. Uh, I'm going to too. Yeah. Yeah. No, that <laughs> opening gets its hooks in you and it does not let go. Like yeah. the pacing mm-hmm. is relentless. Yeah. And it, it really is. Really, like I can't even imagine stopping before like where we ended like this episode. There's oh, just yeah. like it's 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 going and <clears throat> it's going and it, it carts you right from Earth right into Mars, which mm-hmm. carts you right back into the Citadel stuff, right back into, you know. Um so it's it's really really an amazing you know initial three hours or so um, mm-hmm. that I think really really does a great job of setting the stage for what the rest of this game is going to be you know literally and thematically um, and I'm really excited to see where it goes. So I'm I'm so excited for you. There's so many things. <laughs> Me that, too. Like, <laughs> like clearly yeah. we could go on for hours, but like yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. My first time beating it, I remember staying up until sunrise because I couldn't stop mm. with the ending. Like it, the game means so much to me. I'm so excited for you. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm excited for me. Too. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, Trout and Adam, thank you so so much for coming on this episode. Yeah, thank you. Thank you we for having this on us. you at the last minute. <laughs> we have stars in our eyes about this. We love this. <laughs> Yeah. Um, do you want to just really quick give us one one final pitch for uh, Witchy Cakes? The uh, just a reminder that it will be up for six more days on Kickstarter. That link will be in the show notes. Um, but yeah, do you want to just give us like a final pitch for it? Yeah, that feels like a small number of days. <laughs> yeah. Um, Witchy Cakes is a game we made with our friends at Maychan Press for the past three years, born out of um, 
meeting at Gen Con and deciding to make stuff together. That's awesome. um, it's a color and shape matching card game where you're building the tallest cake you can by matching different cake layers together. And what you can't match on your own cake, you throw in another cake and knock it over. <laughs> it's cutthroat. It's really fun and funny. It's fast paced. The game ends after you draw three bell cards, like the three chimes. And then whatever happens when those are drawn, whoever has the tallest cake wins. It mm. is very stressful and fun and cool. Mm-hmm. We um, just got funded a few days ago. We're really pumped about it. And we are, I think, um, less than 5,000 from our first stretch goal, which is Muscle Witches. And you we really want to make them. Man. So if you would like to see some very swole witches, um, <laughs> yes. now's, a, now's a great time to jump in. Yeah. Some real James Vega witches. Oh, my God. Oh, that's so on brand. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's called synergy. The card is hilarious. <laughs> Brand synergy. Yes. All the witches are named Lola. Spelled Lola. <laughs> one of them has to be now. Oh, God. Oh, one of them has God. to be named Lola. Oh. Yeah, we will. There you go. Wow. You are welcome. <laughs> Beautiful. Sneak um, peek right here. World exclusive. Yeah, world. World premiere. premiere. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the, the, the link to the Kickstarter will be in the show notes, uh, as well as links to y'all's social media but do you want to just shout out where they can find you online oh yeah so we are at trixie wizard on all the major socials we're on uh we're still on twitter but we're also on mastodon and hive um and you can uh, find us on instagram uh our website is trixiewizard.com that's going to be going on you know undergoing some 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 maintenance here and there as we kind of like uh pivot to card games uh <laughs> but uh um no but uh, yeah you can you can find us at trixie wizard pretty basically everywhere um so yeah uh please do and Wishy Cakes on Kickstarter, as we said, yeah. that's the other place that we are refreshing about 50,000 times a day. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, so make sure you uh, visit those links in the show notes for all the Trixie Wizard and Witchy Cakes stuff you could desire. Uh, if you want to follow the show, uh, we're on Tumblr. What is it? Is it Tumblr.com? AsyncPod. AsyncPod.tumblr.com. Yeah. Um, Either. Yeah. Uh, I am on Tumblr at NotAJFolari. I'm at Okimmy's. Uh, I'm still technically on Twitter, but I don't really use it except to to update the show's Twitter at this point. Yeah. Um, I'm also on Mastodon, I guess. Um, if you want to just, it's uh, in, no, what is it? The Aether dot space slash at AJ. That's it. That's the. Um, oh, Mastodon. <laughs> Mastodon is a website and I like it. And I'm, I just posted yesterday about how I feel weird getting another account like another social media account and not really posting on it because I'm not a big poster. I'm a big, big retweeter and stuff. So I have to figure that stuff out. But anyway, thank you to The Worst Garbage for having us on the network. Uh, you can see all their stuff at theworstgarbage.online. You can join the Discord on that website as well, uh, where we have an asynchronous channel uh, that is just lovely to be a part of. Also, thank you to Scout Wilkinson for making our wonderful art. We love it. Uh, thank you to Amaranthin for writing our theme music. We love that as well. Uh, and thank you, finally, to you all out there listening uh it's been a it's been a, a hot minute <laughs> since we put out some actual content yeah. and the the reception to that uncrustables.mp3 was uh <laughs> just great <laughs> i lost the respect of so many friends including i think several on this call because of the uncrustables bit but i stand by it i need to say i have no think- further comments on uncrustables <laughs> I just said that I was upset, Kim. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and that stung, but you know what? I gotta be me. <laughs> I gotta be me. Uh, we will be back next week with some more Mass Effect. Make sure you're following us on the socials so you know what we are playing. Uh, we'll see you then. Kim, do you have any mm-hmm. final words for us today? 
Yes, I do. Remember when there's so much at stake, just think about what you'd lose if you fail. And it's Ashley, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, See you next week, everybody. Bye. PWG, the worst garbage, the online.